Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. doing daniel ruiz tyson is available for christmas eve 2020 with me daniel ruiz tyson episode 300 we made it i don't know how well i made it i'm not sure if you stuck around but i certainly made it but yes i don't know how this is take three i kept saying daniel ruiz tyson is available for christmas eve december 2020 and then i kept saying to myself well Christmas Eve, it's self-explanatory. I don't need to say the December bit. And then I just went and said December again. A full start. Christmas, of course, with an asterisk uh, this year. Or asterisk, even. Uh, To denote, this isn't really Christmas. Third consecutive one on my own for me, but I suspect many more are joining me on that front this year. I'm not sure how I feel about that, if I feel better about that, because I know the experience isn't unique to me this year, or whether I just feel sorry for those who are having to experience something that I've been familiar with in recent years. These are tough times for many of us. Still, hope you're all healthy, keeping on doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going, which I assume means having to do more than we normally do. Maybe listening to a few more news bulletins than we normally do, trying to work out where the variants are. Is it here? Is it South Africa? There's one in Wales, apparently. It's all rather confusing. We've got planes coming in from South Africa, maybe not being able to land. There was one last night that was being allowed to land, or rather this morning at 0500 hours. Are we on the cusp of extinction here? Maybe collectively we deserve it for what we've done to this planet. But if we pull through this, if we overcome this strange, awful thing, let's do things better from now on. Less waste. Take it from me. Those chefs select pasties from German budget supermarkets. They can be eaten two days after their sell-by date. I've eaten ham that expired four days ago. I've had that this morning. Your kids, either the ones that you had with your childhood sweetheart or the ones you've had 20 years later, they don't need to be dropped off everywhere in 4x4s. Get them out walking. Ensure they're in shape before they start becoming regulars to the chicken shops that will be inevitable in the post-pandemic world. A big hygiene fail. Well, two to report just before I go on with what is likely, I think, to be a short show. I've not got much to talk about today and it's, you know, I'm not in the mood for a bumper Christmas annual this year. Plus, this is just the first of three shows I'm doing today. So, no, this is actually the second. The first has already uh, come out. It will have been out already by the time I finish this. But uh, a couple of hygiene fails. I just went out to put the rubbish, which included one of my best dishes, which... I broke in bizarre fashion. I just think I'm so slow. I've been so slowed down by, well, a combination of just having very long days and medication that as I took the dish off the drainer, it almost felt like my right arm 
had just done some weird reflex action and it just shot out in front of me and smashed the dish in half. I think I've got another three left, but uh, it was just a clean break right down the middle. Very unusual. I thought maybe that's... uh, Maybe that'll fill up about 30 seconds on the not-so-bumper Christmas annual this year. So the hygiene fail. I went out to put the rubbish, which included that aforementioned dish, and I broke from the norm. I kept some of my indoor-only layers on, the bottom two tops and my long johns, and I slipped my jeans over my long johns. I slipped a jumper over the two tops, tucking in the two tops well into the jeans so they weren't, you know, like uh, B.B. Lynch was saying on episode 299, so I didn't have that French tuck thing going on because then the indoor-only tops technically wouldn't have been indoor-only. They'd have been making contact with the outdoor-only jeans. And I went out and put the rubbish out with gloves, came back in. I mean, the building here is empty. There are eight flats. I think there's only about three of us in. I don't know if everyone else has ended up not being able to come back into Tier 4 or whatever. I think the whole country now is more or less Tier 4, something like that. I think it's only the Silly Isles where they at Tier 1 still. Does anyone live on that island or those islands? So I came back in, and then I was changing back into the indoor-only clothes, which, you know, is a very involved process as today there are eight tops because it is a bit colder today and I've got to do a wash after this. I've got to work out what I'm going to wear for the rest of uh, the evening. I tend to normally wear less when I'm playing Star Wars football because, you know, I do actually sweat when I'm playing Star Wars football. Now, I don't know if that was the case when I was younger or this is simply a middle-aged thing, the male menopause, or it may be that regardless of age, you're always going to sweat when you're playing that kind of game on the floor if you're playing it in eight tops. As I was removing my jeans, the back of one of the legs of the jeans brushed against the shin of, I think, my right shin of the long johns. So I'm thinking I'm, I may need to remove these long johns now and uh, thankfully I've got a, a, a couple of pairs of them washed, although these are the heavy-hitting long johns. These are very, very thick. And then the second mistake I made, I've got my favourite indoor-only socks on, which are really, really thick, and I made the mistake of not changing into outdoor-only socks before you know, when I was putting my trainers on to go outside with the rubbish. And that is a mistake because when I go to my aunt's, I remove my shoes. And of course, I'm then walking around in socks. And often, say my aunt and uncle, they may not be walking around in slippers or socks. You know, my uncle, well, not so much now, but before Handy might have just walked in, you know, from the bookies and they'll have his shoes on and, uh, you know, I'll be basically walking around in socks where they've trodden in their outdoor shoes. And so my socks then go into my trainers. And so, you know, my trainers are, in a sense, polluted. And so today I put these socks on into those trainers, which I never do. And now here I am. Maybe I've ruined my Christmas Eve slightly. Maybe I need to change socks. I think I might have to. Of course, it may be that The last couple of weeks might have changed me. I've been through so much, first with the builders. My sister was here for a few days, more of which in a bit, and uh, she killed me with a few spectacular hygiene fails. The first thing she did when she arrived on uh, Saturday morning was dump her bags on the bed. 
I just wanted the world to swallow me up at that point. I was thinking, how can that have just happened? I haven't witnessed that for about 10 years. I've once had an ex-girlfriend cavort on a bed, my bed, in high heels, and it didn't end well because, you know, I would have been fine with it had they been indoor-only shoes, but they weren't. You know, they were shoes that had been worn outdoors. The idea was that it was a sexy visual. Not so sexy when it's on the bed and when you know that the shoes aren't clean. So that's just, uh, you know, I think I'm well past my peak years, but if I was a younger man, I would still probably stick to that. You know, I've got no problem with doing exciting stuff to keep a relationship fresh, the physical side of things. But if it's going to involve shoes, they need to be indoor-only shoes. So those are the two hygiene fails on uh, my end. But as I say, maybe it's not been such a big deal because of what I've been subjected to the last couple of weeks by those animals, the builders. Thankfully, the scaffolders, the builders, they finished yesterday. I think they're back at some point next week, even right up until yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, there was so much noise. I was having to wait until the evening to record the takes that I needed to record for the first episode of When Shorts Were Short, which, you know, some of you may know is now out. And the second episode is also uh, now out, the second episode being a Christmas special. And... Maybe I think being subjected to all of that and the amount of cleaning that I've done, you know, I've bought about four bottles of Shaken Vac, which I think is going to become a regular staple of my weekly shopping. I quite like that. And Vanish, which is a bit pricier. I've bought two of those at £6 a bottle. That's not going to be a regular purchase, but it's certainly something that I'll consider from time to time. So there's been lots of cleaning. I think in the same way that this year I've not really worn a winter coat because, one, I'm carrying a rucksack, which becomes very difficult to remove from a big winter coat. It really does. And I also think the fact that I'm running through the winter, you know, my trainers, I don't know how I'm going to get rid of that mud. Probably going to have to chisel that mud off. I'm not very keen on cleaning them in the shower again. I had a plumber come round a couple of days ago, actually, and uh, he did that thing again. I'd covered every eventuality or so, I thought, except that he had to check a pipe out through the window. So he handled the new bathroom window, and he just stepped into the bath in his shoes. These guys, they are absolute animals when they do that. So that involved more cleaning. But I'm saying maybe in the same way that I've not worn a winter coat this year, I've almost gone back to what I was like in my 20s where my winter coats would be quite thin and often I'd just function with a couple of layers before, you know, the last 20 years where my coat started to become bigger and heavier and my layers greater. And uh, this year, because I'm running, you know, again in the winter through all sorts of really bad weather, maybe when I head out just, for instance, to the shops, I don't really feel the cold so much. I'm thinking maybe because I've been exposed to so much dirt the last couple of weeks that my OCDs are a bit smaller, that I may find myself in bed later tonight with these same socks, with the same long johns, maybe. So in a way, that might be a positive thing. So this is the first of, uh, no, this is the second, rather, of three shows today. When Shorts Were Short, the Christmas special, that's already out. The first episode, I finally got that out last night. It's been so difficult, but I promised myself after the hell 
that I've been through the last five, six months that after all the money I've spent on this equipment, some of which I've still not even used, and I'm waiting for a tutorial from uh, Clay Lowe when he's recovered from the last few weeks of uh, tutoring me on how to use this equipment. So this is the second show. Uh, when Shorts Were Short, episodes one and two, they're already out uh, pretty much everywhere. I appreciate those of you who've uh, retweeted and shared the links. I think, uh, you know, just based on what I've seen since last night, probably if it's going to be a big show, it's going to be a very slow grower. So there's no way at the moment that I can go for a paid ACAST account to bring in advertising money. I'm just going to have to monitor that and it's not the kind of show that I wanted to release but I think it's important to get it out there and slowly build it up after the chaos of the last few months and uh, then obviously I'm going to get this show out and then tonight at 8 until 9:30 p.m. it's a Christmas special of Trial You Want the live stream on Mixcloud with myself and Clay Low do follow the show on Trial You Want underscore that's on Twitter show that account some love. So there's no real rest for me today, but I'm really aiming to just down tools over Christmas. I do feel very tired. There have been times where I've felt despondent. And even though mood-wise, I know that I've stabilized, obviously, you know, after what happened uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, crumbling under all that pressure and the changeover from the pills, I know that I have stabilized, but I know it's probably... You know, the reasons I've stabilized are probably medical. It's been a bruising period and I need to rest. I need to just try and relax. I think I've cleaned the flat as much as I can. I've been trying to catch up on my Christmas reading. I finally finished one book. I then started another book, Anne Perry book. I I, I finished uh, James Lovegrove, The Christmas Demon, a book. I think I might have mentioned it on episode 299 or 298. I'd identified it back in the spring. Its release date was delayed because of the pandemic, and it was finally released in the autumn. I reserved a copy at the library, one of the libraries, and uh, went to pick it up. I think I got it in early November, but uh, I knew I wouldn't read it until the run-up to Christmas. Then I started reading another Anne Perry Christmas book. She does one every year, and I realized, well, no, I read this one last year. But I've got another one of hers that came out this year. It's already been borrowed twice. I can see the borrower history on the inside cover. So I'm reading that one, read the first 50 pages last night. I think it's called The Christmas Revelation. It's a 2020 book. So it's already been borrowed twice before I picked it up at the start of December. You'll have to excuse the noise outside. This is something that the new windows really haven't tackled is the traffic noise. So I will need to try and work out how to soundproof this place uh, for recording in 2021 waiting for a friend of mine who appears to have gone to the canaries again this guy just even in a pandemic he's traveling but anyway he's a builder and hopefully he'll be able to um, help me sort something out when it is actually possible to uh, see people again and now i've just uh, lost my thread. No, Anne Perry, A Christmas Revelation. So I've read the first 50 pages. It's a novella. I think I might be, a, yeah, I might be able to finish it tonight. But this year, because of how far behind I am, I actually thought for the first time I'd break my rule. And if it means reading Christmas books after Christmas Eve, which is the normal cutoff point, then I will. You know, it's a different year this year. I had a better run yesterday. 
the last couple of weeks the running hasn't been great I've been going out there feeling tired and really feeling it. It's not that I ran more yesterday. I still just did uh, just over 6K, but it's that I felt a bit more comfortable running that 6K and it wasn't as difficult as it has been. Apart from the slipping, slipping a lot on the grass, I'm trying to run on concrete as much as I can but often the pathways are blocked with groups of people so I was having to go back on the grass and it was like skating really I don't know how I didn't go over at the start of the year when I bought my new trainers my new running trainers my my first ever running trainers or running shoes whatever you call them you're told well these will last you for whatever 500k and I was thinking well I'm never going to run 500k I think I might actually have run 500k this year so or come close to it so that shows quite a lot of progress on my part i'll probably have to buy some new trainers in the new year certainly by the spring but weeks away probably from being able to run 10 12k again but you know as long as i'm getting out there and doing a bit mentally it's something that i'm going to need even if i'm not enjoying it i'm not often enjoying it but i know that it's doing me good and that is what keeps me going back out there i had a call from the uh, counselor yesterday a day later than scheduled so you know i just told her how my week had been we hadn't spoken for a, a couple of weeks because i couldn't speak to them last week because the builders were here just caught up on things how i was after the uh, the low point of a couple of weeks ago and uh, mentioned what had happened uh, with my sister this week which i'll come to in a bit and you know the blow of that of having that uh, brief taste of uh, some company and now seeing that gone again so just having uh, you know having to get used to another christmas on my own when for a couple of weeks it looked like I was actually going to have company uh, for Christmas. So that's been a bit difficult. And just there's not a bit of tinsel. There's no, you know, there's never a Christmas tree here anyway. Uh, there is one Christmas card that I've not opened from uh, someone on my dad's side of the family. And there was some grim news from that side of the family uh, earlier in the week. One of my dad's cousins who's got uh, lung cancer, they're in Battersea. Their treatment was stopped at the start of the pandemic. They've now got a brain tumour as well. So that's all looking a bit grim. And normally I get a Christmas card out to that side of the family. This year I haven't. I've just not felt like writing Christmas cards. And that's maybe been the only plus of the pandemic. You know, I'm cut off as it is this year. You know, now I can't see my aunt and uncle probably for another eight to nine days as well because of, uh, you know, what's happened here the last few days. So... It doesn't feel like Christmas. I don't have any reminders here that it is Christmas. Well, actually, other than some, than a bag of uh, presents my sister generously left. Uh, one of her faults, I think, is she's always been a bit too uh, too generous. So catching up on the Christmas reading. Got the Christmas Cup final, Star Wars Cup final uh, to get out the way later. Looking forward to that, actually. And then, you know, hopefully over the next uh, week or so, while I down tools, I can pick up the league fixtures in Silver Age Season 5. Let me give you my nectar points, actually. They're here. The thing I told you when my uh, sister was trying to get a delivery transfer to my nectar card, uh, technically that would have been nectar card financial doping. That didn't work, so... 
I don't think I made the magic 500 uh, point mark. Technically, I'm just, I don't even know where to position myself with this mic. It's a very awkward angle for the mic. Right, let's have a look at this. Which one am I going with? Okay, so there have been two. I'll give you the most recent one. There have been two over the last few days. This is from two days ago, the 22nd of December. Let me give you a time check as well. It's 15.37 here in London. So I bought some semi-skimmed milk. I bought uh, some coffee refill, some uh, Splendor tablets, bought some uh, yogurt. That came to 11.70, quite pricey for four items. Previous points balance, 455, earned 11 points. New points balance, 466. Points are worth £2.33, which I think maybe post-Brexit will be worth about 3p. And... That's it. So I just fell about 44, 44 points short of the magic 500 point mark. So um, maybe I was never really in the running for it. And, uh, you know, I've spent much of the year probably putting more money into Lidl, especially once I discovered those uh, chef select uh, pasties. So... My sister came on Saturday. The idea was she was going to stay here for Christmas. And, you know, I'm not someone who's very good when it comes to being a host. But I just thought, well, I'll approach it in relaxed fashion, which isn't very difficult when you're sedated. She arrived on Saturday morning with, amongst her many bags, probably the heaviest suitcase that I've ever had to carry and this is something historically that she always does. She does not travel light. And the suitcase that she then took back was just as heavy. I thought, how did, how did you get here? How did you make your way here from the airport all the way across London with this massive bag? And then there are about seven or eight uh, silly steps to negotiate. You know, this building is one of those silly places that if it's... Uh, if it snows, those steps get icy and you have real trouble getting to your door, as happened to me in 2009 in Finchley when it took me about 15 minutes to climb six steps to an ex-girlfriend's house. That's the thing about those houses. They look very fancy, but they're very dangerous in bad weather. So they came on Saturday morning. There was a big delivery. I don't even know if it was Sainsbury's or Tesco's on Saturday night. It's the first time I've been here in this building in all these years when there's been a delivery. And one, I don't know how it works when it's a normal delivery. I think I had one in Putney back in 2007, 2008 during my peak years, but I can't remember too much about it. That might have been Tesco rather than Sainsbury's. But under the new pandemic conditions, the driver just dumps the stuff outside in the crates and then you have to come down with your bags and bag it up. And uh, my sister had gone overboard. So I was having to rush downstairs with more bags and then we were having to carry everything up. And uh, I think I'd have probably been able to buy myself a house had those nectar points from her purchases been transferred to my card because there was so much uh, stuff I had to keep quiet when uh, she served a meal with mushrooms. I'm not a mushroom guy, but to be fair, they were okay. You know, they were they were done reasonably uh, well. Well, I say reasonably well. I don't know enough about mushrooms other than I don't really like them. I think they're one of those things that just they're like an extrovert veg. They dominate the meal. They they have that taste in addition to that texture. I'm not very keen on. And uh, she 
wasn't impressed with the fact that I had a backlog of 10 cooked chef select pasties in the fridge all foiled up. I'd lost track of the expiry dates. She was trying to encourage me to throw them that I was taking a risk on the food poisoning front. And uh, in the end, she talked me. Well, I thought I'll compromise. We got rid of about three, I think, which left me with seven. And now that they've gone, I'm just catching up on those. Uh, She also bought me some fresh pasties because I think she could see how, what she could see the difficulty it was causing me, just the idea of throwing out food, you know, podcaster at my level should not be wasting food. So by then, I'd been at my aunt and uncle's for that tier four press conference. And I'd said to my sister, I think you're going to have trouble getting back. You know, she'd flown in from the Gulf. I don't know why she'd flown in as nice as it was to potentially have her here for Christmas. But, you know, as my GP had said a couple of weeks ago, she's the one taking the risk. She's coming from a safer country, a far safer country to this country where we're an absolute mess she watches the news i was in a difficult position because i didn't want to be telling her just how dangerous it was because then she might have uh, particularly given our troubled history might have thought well this guy doesn't really want me here which wasn't the case and you know the only downside was i had to give up the bed after two nights back in the bed following the building work but you know that was a small price to pay for company And I said to her, I think you're going to have trouble. And by Sunday, I think she was starting to realize that as various countries were starting to ban flights from the UK. And that's when she started looking around to see what she was going to do. I think she was ringing around friends and seeing what they were doing, whether they were all flying back. And I think by Sunday evening, what day is it today? Thursday. Tuesday she was here until Tuesday so I'm thinking Monday sorry by Monday evening or by Monday morning she bought a uh, a very expensive ticket back now on her flight here I think it had given her a, a misleading impression because she'd said that there weren't many people on the flight so everyone had three seats to themselves you know socially distanced on a flight it was a safe flight same on the bus here Sorry, same on the National Express to the station. And then I don't, I'm assuming she got a bus here. But when she went, when she got on her flight on Tuesday night, she was in for a rude awakening. It became clear at the airport just how rammed that flight was going to be. So there was obviously a whole bunch of people who had flown in and then, you know, become very concerned as it became clear that if they didn't fly back, they could lose their jobs. So I think she went through a horrible ordeal on a seven-hour flight that was rammed. Thankfully, they do test you out there, unlike here. They test you as soon as you land, and uh, she delivered a negative test. But um, quite a stressful few days then, really. Uh, I felt, I did feel sorry for her. I felt, I wouldn't say I felt sorry for myself. I was, once I knew that she was going, I just wanted it over and done with because I thought it's, you know, I thought it's going to be a bit difficult because I've got, I wouldn't say I'd got used to the company, but I was enjoying the company. I've been on my own here for so long that it was nice to have some company. It was nice to have a different routine and to, you know, just have someone to talk to really and you know having the football on in the background and just making sure the flat was reasonably warm and just not feeling alone really it's just one of those situations that so many families now are having to go through and you know the way she had to see my aunt and uncle 
she'd come, I think, to see them, really. And she was only able to see them out in the street and, you know, socially distancing. And it's a horrible way to be doing things. It's something that I think most of us now will all have our own stories, our own experiences from this pandemic nine, ten months in. It's like a really bad episode of the winds of war. You know, very traumatic moments, sad moments to think that, you know, people that you grow up with and then, you know, at some point, you know, in the future, this is going to be the only way that you can see them again and maybe for the last time. And that's a, you know, that's a, that's a troubling thought, really. So in many respects, I suppose, I mean, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. So they were meant to be here for 10 days. They were only here for three. So there's that disappointment. And there's the fact that, yes, again, I'm on my own for Christmas. But at the same time, I think, well, it's not a unique experience this year. There's going to be, and I know of a few people who now have ended up on their own for Christmas because of the whole tier four thing. And to be honest, I think it needed to be you know tier four is probably not enough this you know we're in an absolute mess here in london if you're listening in some far off land where they take your temperature and everybody wears masks it is hard to overstate just how bad things are here in london and now i've lost my thread you know as i often do i think what i might have been trying to say or was about to say before i lost my thread was that now instead of looking at it as she was meant to be here for 10 days, but she went after three. I'm looking at it as, well, we had three days together that, you know, I certainly didn't expect to have a few weeks ago. And I've got to take a crumb of comfort, a crumb or two of comfort from that. It was three days more than I would have had. It didn't fall over Christmas. But, you know, Christmas Day isn't a massive thing for me anyway. You know, Christmas Eve, you know, it's always been a, a special day some years more than others. Tomorrow, I'm just going to treat it as a normal day. I wouldn't have been able to do that. Had my sister been here, I would have made a bit of an effort for tomorrow. She's not here. But at least we had three days together. And I think that, uh, you know, our parents would have been happy that we've been able to, you know, put stuff behind us and, uh, you know, understand that we probably what we have in the world. Neither of us have kids this this is the or should be the most important relationship in our lives. And, you know, for three days we came together. And right now I think that might be um, that might be more than enough to, you know, get me through this uh, period. It was three days where I wasn't on my own. And for that, I'm thankful. When the councillor called on no yesterday, as I said, they normally do a Tuesday, but uh, it was late this week. So we spoke yesterday and I explained the situation and they said, well, you know, that must be difficult. Yes, it it's difficult, but I don't think this is going to be as hard as the first Christmas a couple of years ago when I was on my own. That was a really, really tough one. And this year, as I say, it's a bit easier because it's just such a strange situation and I know that there are going to be far more people who are going through Christmas on their own for the first time this year because of the tears so I think this is a Christmas that we can all scratch off but at the same time you know looking around the room noting the glaring absence of Christmas cards and you know this is what I've done to my life and this has been going on now for years you know I almost don't exist that's what I said to her. I almost don't exist, but it's not really necessarily other people to blame. It's me that's done that. And my dad was the same. I don't know what it is that he had that I have that's inbuilt 
where it's that ability to just function on my own, to have excluded myself, removed myself from every single social circle that I've had over the years. It shows itself up physically at times like this when you would walk into other houses. Uh, assuming, you know, let's say there was no pandemic, you're walking into other houses you know, their walls are going to be festooned with Christmas cards. That's not the case here. Why is it not the case? Well, it's not the case because the friends that I had, I don't really have anymore. And that's something that happened in the last 10 years. And I think, you know, I trace it back to that whole thing about, I think, as B.B. Lynch was talking about the whole hidden homeless thing when I ran into those problems in the late noughties and, you know, friends had to bail me out. It does change the hierarchy of friendships and those friendships are never quite the same again. You always feel indebted to these people, these people who will not have had those experiences and who in some circumstances had helping hands from their parents to buy their places. That's, you know, that's the way life is. But at my end, that meant that... When I finally got back on my own feet, my own two feet, whatever the saying is, it's, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't even know what I was saying now. Oh, I think I was saying that when I, you know, got myself back together and tried to rebuild my life, I didn't want to have to be, I don't know, I didn't want to have to have those kind of catch-up meetings with people who'd helped me. I didn't want to feel indebted to everybody because... You know, the people that had helped me, there'd also been financial gain for them. So it wasn't just a one-way thing. They had benefited from that, just as I'd benefited from having shelter. And I wasn't expecting to be given a free ride. But, you know, the hierarchy of those friendships was changed forever. Anyway, rambling. And I've got a Star Wars Christmas Cup final to play, hoping for a 1700 kickoff. And uh, the final, let me bring you the semifinals. The semifinals, I played a couple of games. Well, no, I played one game when my sister was in bed. I even had some commentary. I figured that she'd have her earphones on. And that was, I think, the semifinal first leg between Empire and Hoth, the derby. That was a 1-0 win for Empire. On Saturday night, Alderaan had come, or Friday night, Alderaan had come back from a goal behind to beat X-Wing. Also a derby, uh, two goals to one. So on Tuesday night, Alderaan and X-Wing faced off at X-Wing. Alderaan completely in command, brilliant first half performance, a goal up, a goal from medical droid keeper uh, Tuscan Raider. Could have done a bit better with the goal. He was also at fault for a, an Alderaan goal in the uh, first leg. X-Wing somehow got back in the second half, drew 1-1. Surprising really that Alderaan, I mean the game had looked sewn up and it was so surprising that they had allowed x-wing back into a game that really they were never really involved in you know they never really looked likely to progress to the final Alderaan got through 3-2 on aggregate and the uh, the second leg of uh, Hoth Empire Hoth remember got to the semi-finals last year the only one of this year's semi-finalists who were also semi-finalists last year they were a goal down from the first leg I think two or three minutes from time skipper Lando Carterician who'd earlier had a brilliant volley, spectacularly saved by General Riken in the Empire goal. Lando put them one up to take the tie into extra time. 
But uh, Stormtrooper scored his third goal since moving to Empire from treble winners Tatooine last season. Got his third goal in the first period of extra time. The game finished 1-1. Empire progressed to today's final 2-1 on aggregate. Alderaan marginal favourites for the title. These two, I know, met in a final back in 1985, but I can't remember what it was. I remember Alderaan won 1-0 to secure their first trophy. Star Wars football had been going for... uh, Three years by that point, it was Squidhead who scored the winner for Alderaan. He, of course, is now at Hoth and misses the chance to uh, play against his old team. Stormtrooper won the Christmas Cup with X-Wing in 1984. X-Wing Bespin, that 84 final, went to penalties and is arguably the greatest game in Star Wars football history. So this is the showpiece game of the year. Alderaan, as I say, starters favourites. Team news... Aldron likely to line up with Hoth Solo, Hammerhead at the back, captain, uh, a midfielder, Phasma, the majestic midfielder, and 88, both very uh, young, a young dynamic partnership. Snaggletooth playing in the hole behind 2-1-B and Medical Droid. It is interesting to see 2-1-B and Medical Droid finally playing together because on at least four occasions in Star Wars football, Over the last 38 years, they were involved in swap deals. They haven't played together until now, and that is a very interesting partnership coming together. For Empire, they, more than anybody, have a very nailed-down lineup. Remember, these uh, Star Wars fixtures are seven aside, and they've also got the most experienced side in Star Wars football. Riken in goal, he's been magnificent in this tournament. Uh, Bespin Solo at the back, he's their captain. Like Hammerhead, he's been captain of his club since the very beginning of Star Wars football back in 82. In midfield, action force figure, Campbell holding uh, holding the midfield, Atat in that free role. And you've got Luke Skywalker, farm boy Skywalker as a vintage action figure. World knows this original Luke Skywalker. He's been in brilliant form too. And up front, it's uh, Stormtrooper and Brixton Ben the Star Wars action figure I found just outside Bon Marsh in Brixton in 1981. Neither side has won the Christmas Cup before. I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, then tonight, don't forget, at 20 hundred hours, no consistency there with the 24-hour clock. Earlier on, I'd gone for 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Those of you who favour the 24-hour clock, which is becoming increasingly common, the use of it in this age of the smartphone, the... Um, Trial you want live stream on Mixcloud. That's at uh, 2000 to 2130 hours. We'll be playing uh, some Christmas songs and no doubt slagging off each other's choices. I do know for a fact that Clay Lowe is already not happy with uh, one of my choices. And uh, don't forget the uh, the way that you can support this work with uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast provider you download this show from you can follow the work at twitter and instagram and uh, at 1607 west egg forward slash drt available there are paypal and coffee.com links at danielruestizen.com all donations come in uh, to support this work but most importantly the easiest way to support this work the most direct way is via the patron page and that is patreon.com forward slash drt available I'll be back sometime next week, no doubt. I do need a bit of a rest. Get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. I'm Daniel Ruiz Tyson, and this Christmas Eve I have been available. Kind of. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.